This is the NFL Draft Triple Take with Mike Prezuta, Dale Lawley, and Matt Williamson from Steelers Nation Radio and Steelers.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Steelers.com's NFL Draft Triple Take. I'm Mike Pursuta from the Steelers Radio Network, joined by Dale Lawley of the Steelers Radio Network and Matt Williamson of the Steelers Radio Network. You also hear Matt and Dale on SNR's The Drive. And Matt is also a guy who has been in a draft room, so we got a pretty good variety of opinions to present for you today. We're going to start with the wide receiver group, and why wouldn't we? Uh, People have been raving about uh, the potential of this group for a long time, and that continued in earnest after the combine. Uh, During the combine, uh, we heard a lot of uh, plaudits about the wide receivers available from a lot of people. The one that really uh, resonated with me, Ron Rivera, the new coach of the Washington Redskins, formerly of the Carolina Panthers, was interviewed on the NFL Network, and he said, quote, There's about 27 guys who will probably go in the first three rounds. Every time you put the tape on, you feel like, wait a minute, didn't I just watch this guy? They all run and they all play fast. And Matt, I don't don't think he was overstating it to you. No, I don't either. And I think throughout this draft, I mean, I'm not sure that that many guys will go on the first two days, but there's going to be value players in round four, round five with third round grades on them. Because there are so many, all shapes and sizes, you know, whatever you're looking for, there's somebody that fits that bill. And yeah, Dale- I, agree with that. I agree with that, Matt and, uh, and Mike. Uh, you know, the, the key, the thing is, and, and I've heard that number 27 thrown around quite a bit. Uh, there are only 32 picks in each round. Uh, <laughs> they, could, they could fill an entire round in this draft with the top wide receivers. And we know that's not going to happen. So you're going to see guys in the fifth and sixth rounds who have higher grades on them uh, who are going to fall a little bit because teams have already taken a receiver. They're probably not going to take two. Uh, and so, you know, you, there are going to be values there in the later rounds at the wide receiver position. Yeah, it's definitely a good year to need one. And and you can wait if, if, if you're diligent and you find uh, that guy that uh, maybe isn't uh, quite at the top of this group, but he can still play. Uh, you're in business. Uh, let's uh, let's get to our top ten list as uh, we have all compiled top tens at the position. Dale, uh, we'll start with you. And uh, Alabama is going to be all over this draft as it usually is, but uh, in this case in particular, take it away on Jerry Judy. Yeah, J- uh, Jerry Judy isn't quite Julio Jones, uh, but he's probably the most complete receiver in this draft. Uh, he's six one. He's one ninety three. Runs well. Uh, has great body control, can make all the all the plays that you would want a, a big-time wide receiver to make. Uh, like I said, just a little bit smaller than Julio Jones, but he's going to be a star. He'll probably be taken in the top 12 picks. And yeah, Matt, Jerry, dude, he's your number one too, right? He is, not by leaps and bounds. I do think there's three that kind of stand alone, and we'll get to them and then draw a line under them. They're all a little bit different. But Judy comps a little bit to me like an Odell Beckham. I mean, he's both explosive and extremely fluid. And honestly, he's about as polished and as technical a route runner as I've seen at the college level entering the league. So he translates to a lot of early success. Yeah, I went a little bit – I took a little different track. Uh, I'm still with Alabama, but I went with Henry Ruggs III as my number one. 
uh, mostly because he ran a 4.27 at the <laughs> combine. And he's not just a fast guy. He's a tough guy. He's a good hands guy. He's a versatile guy. But he can get down the field. And, and I guess, Matt, I wanted to ask you, since you have been in these rooms, uh, we all go bonkers over the 40 times. How much do those really resonate when you have to make that pick? Well, Ruggs is an interesting case because if you watch his tape, and I'm not underselling it, he's Tyreek Hill fast. I mean, he's scary, scary fast in pads. So you have to be careful. Like if he goes to the combine and blows it up as he did, you can't count it twice. You don't raise his grade because you ran well on a track. You knew he was fast. So uh, you have to be a little bit careful there of uh, you know, what have you done for me lately in the scouting process, not to overvalue that because you knew he was fast. That being said, Mike, there's more and more buzz that Ruggs could be the first of these receivers off the board. And here's the logic behind it. I don't think he's as good a player as Judy or Lamb, but he might be the one that I least want to play against if I'm a defensive coordinator. Like, who's the one you don't want your least favorite team to draft? It might be Ruggs. And something I've been saying about him, too, he's my third guy, is – I think he will influence the offense he goes to more than any receiver in this draft. That doesn't mean he's going to have the best numbers, but those around him, the other 10 people on the field, will benefit a great deal from his presence. That you mentioned Lamb there a moment ago. That would be C.D. Lamb from Oklahoma. He's, he's your number two guy. Uh, talk about why he's that high on your list. Yeah, and he kind of is a lot like DeAndre Hopkins in terms of an unbelievable highlight reel of contested catches, go up and get it, highly competitive at the catch point. But what he really excels at along with that is he's also very, very dynamic after the catch, a little bit of a tackle breaker, great vision in space. So he's not just a jump ball guy. Yeah, Matt, I've got him number two as well. And I think I don't see a ton of difference between him and Judy. Uh, obviously rugs is a completely different animal. Um, you know, when you, when you run a four, two, seven at the combine and you're disappointed by that, uh, that, that's a, yeah, that tells me how fast you are. Uh, and if you've watched rugs play basketball at all, you, you can see the kind of athlete he is, uh, just, you know, taking the ball to the basket, you know, he's five eleven, he can dunk, uh, kind of shows you how explosive he is. Uh, but lamb is a, you know, if, if you're looking for somebody with great body control, and the ability to, uh, to, you know, to kind of screen people up. I mean, he's 6'2", he's about 200 pounds, so he's got a little bit better size than the other two guys. Uh, and, and he's just a he's just a playmaker. Um, you know, I, I watching him, I, I didn't see anything that was like, wow, that's really outstanding, but I also couldn't find any holes in his game either. Dale, did you do a lot of dunking at your uh, during your Pitt Johnstown days on the uh, hardwood? Never in a game, Mike. Never in a game. I <laughs> – yeah, uh, um, I did uh, get get some dunks down just uh, messing around, but uh, uh, not quite. Uh, I, I would never want to test that in the game and miss it. Uh, that would get you in a lot of trouble. Yeah, I like the basketball reference. So I think that athleticism, I think basketball and, and wrestling at certain positions, obviously, uh, can, can tell you a lot about a guy. I've got CeeDee Lamb as my number four uh on the receivers list he's one of my favorites though uh they pointed out during the combine coverage on the nfl network that after he caught three touchdown passes against texas he changed his name on Wiki on his wikipedia page to the governor of texas <laughs> kind, of, <laughs> kind, of, 
kind of like talking trash on uh, Wikipedia there. And uh, when you when you get three Ds or three TDs, excuse me, uh, I guess you can do that. Uh, I've got Judy as my uh, number two. Number three, Matt, you've got Rugs, and uh, Dale, you've also got Rugs. I've got Justin Jefferson from LSU, and uh, Matt, another uh, you know scouts honor question for you. Uh, when you catch 111 passes from the best quarterback in the country, is that is that enough that we not have to overthink it any further? If Joe Burrow loved this guy, I do too. Yeah, I mean, he's obviously the go-to. Well, they had another really good young receiver, but he was their slot machine. I mean, just a really crisp route runner, highly competitive. He's an interesting story because both of his two older brothers were scholarship players for LSU and still nobody wanted him. I mean, he ran like a four nine coming out of high school and he's worked so hard to get better and better and better at his craft, highly competitive. And you see that on the field. Bill, you've got uh, Justin Jefferson uh, at number four. You've got rugs at number three, uh, Matt, you've got rugs at number three and uh, Jalen Rieger at number four. Uh, why don't you talk about this kid from TCU a little bit? Uh, it's more of a projection than the other guys, isn't it? This is a guy Dale and I have talked a lot about recently on the drive. And there's a number from Pro Football Focus that really stands out for me is under 33% of the passes thrown his way were deemed catchable because his quarterback play was so awful. And, oh, by the way, he's getting double teamed left and right as the only show in town. Highly explosive player, a little bit smaller. He's also a very competitive, tough guy that you can do a lot with, good with the ball in his hands. But I think the best is yet to come because he was really hindered by his quarterback. Yeah, I agree with that, Matt. And, and uh, you know, if, you, if you're looking um, for, you know, he went to – he was at the Combine, everybody expected him to run well, and it didn't happen. He, well, he ran well. I mean, he was under 4'5". Uh, but everybody was expecting, you know, somewhere in the four four range or lower, and I, I really think it was just a matter of him maybe not being quite a a, a quote unquote track athlete. Um, I think he is he's lightning fast. He runs well. Uh, you, when you watch the tape of him, nobody catches him. Uh, you know, I, I just think he's a football player. And you know, if I'm looking at, at, at these guys, um, those other guys are maybe. Uh, a little bit more – we saw a little bit more on tape of them in, in the last couple of seasons than Rager because of the quarterback situation. I think if you put Rager at Alabama or Oklahoma or LSU, he might be the number one receiver in this year's draft. Yeah. Number five on my list, I've got this guy uh, slightly higher than, than you two, but uh, LaVisca Chenault Jr. from Colorado, who didn't run great at the combine but deal with a little bit of a – core muscle injury still this is a really versatile guy and a tough guy receiver I think a lot of in a lot of cases on this list guys it, it's going to depend uh, what the, the particular team picking is in need of at the position in terms of where these guys go in other words you have options for the stretch the field guy you have options for the uh, catch it and make yards after the catch guy and you have options for the tough guy and that's uh, LaVisca Chenault uh, they told a great story uh, during the combine about how Colorado was playing Stanford and they gave him the ball on fourth and one and he ran a guy over to get the first down. And then they interviewed Stanford head coach David Shaw a little bit later. And he said, no, he didn't run one guy over. He ran three guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I know uh, Matt's higher on him, uh, Mike, than I am as, uh, as like, like yourself. Um, I, you know, I watch him and I just don't see any kind of speed whatsoever. I think if, if you're going to draft this guy, um, it's going to be a lot of wide receiver screens. It, it, there's a little bit of DeAndre Hopkins there, which I like. That's not a bad thing, obviously. Uh, but I just wonder about his speed and that injury, you know, he's, he's coming off a, a groin injury. I, I just wonder, uh, you know, if, if, if that affected the speed last year, I don't know. And so in this year's draft, um, because we're not going to get medicals and those kind of things, I bumped him down a little bit more. I had him all the way down at nine. He is a little risky because he's not like these other guys in terms of a refined route runner. He has some Corderell Patterson where you just want to get the ball in his hands I do think you're seeing more of these Debo Samuel wingbacks, though. Get them in motion, jet motion, orbit motion, hand them the ball behind the line of scrimmage. And he does those things very well. I am high on him, but I do think there's a little risk here because I'm giving the guy the benefit of the doubt of he played hurt, he ran hurt at the combine, and you know that's a projection a little bit so i'm going out a little bit on a limb to have him this high but he he's unique in this class yeah I, daniel jeremiah talked about him a lot and said he plays faster than he runs uh definitely a bit faster than he ran because of the injury situation but jeremiah said he never watched them play and thought i wonder if this guy can run so i'll give him i'll give yeah. the benefit of the doubt hey i'm just picking in fantasy land it's not going to cost me my job <laughs> <laughs> Uh, number six, uh, Dale and I uh, are both in agreement. Uh, Brandon Ayuk from Arizona State, and Matt, you've got Chenault there. Uh, Dale, uh, you, you got to know this about Brandon Ayuk. He knows that you're supposed to play to win the game, right? Yeah, you would think so. And, and so, you know, you, <laughs> you know he got professional-level coaching. Um, you know, he's a guy that, that progressed pretty well. He was a, he was a JUCO guy. Um, not super fast, but, you know, he's, he's got good hands. He's polished. Uh, to to a large degree, uh, maybe needs to get a little bit better in his uh, in his route running. But man, he's he's quick in and out of his breaks, and and I like the kid a lot. Your I like him as well. And, and sorry, the one thing about him that stands out is he he has good size, but he has uncommonly long arms for his size. I mean, he's got this crazy wingspan, and he is a little bit of a of. of work in progress coming from a junior college behind the keel Harry last year struggles a little bit to get off man coverage, but in space, he is a dynamic player and just scratching the surface. Yeah. He's your number seven, Matt uh, Dale, number seven. You've got a pretty interesting guy as well. Denzel Mims of Baylor. Boy, we're, we're not running out of interesting guys to talk about. Are we? <laughs> we are not. And Mims, uh, you know, he's six, three, two Oh seven. Uh, you know, ran a, a four four forty at the combine, and, and and when you watch him, uh, he goes up and gets the ball. I mean, he's six three, but but he plays above the rim. To use another basketball reference, and, and I mean, he can he can just completely uh, outleap guys. Really good at contested catches. Uh, the the only issue with him is that he'll drop some easy ones, uh, which is which is crazy because he is so good at, at the contested catches. Uh, but he's a he's a talent. It's funny, Mike, because I had him eighth on my list up until about five minutes ago because I went I went and I rushed, watched him again right before we recorded because I had him down low because I was a little worried that he's gaining steam because he had such a good senior bowl, such a good combine, and he tore those two events up. 
So I'm always a little wary of those guys. So I went back and watched them again like half an hour ago and thought, don't be hard on this guy. I moved him up to six just a couple minutes ago for all the reasons Dale said. Really good length, downfield guy, but he can also break down. He's not just a long strider type. There's a lot to work with with him, too. He's really impressive. I've got uh, T. Higgins from Clemson at number seven, uh, mostly because of all the touchdowns he scored there, 27. I like a guy that finishes in the end zone. Uh, that 27 TDs at Clemson matches DeAndre Hopkins and Sammy Watkins. Uh, that's that's good enough for me. Uh, number eight on Dale's list is T. Higgins. Uh, Matt, you've got uh, Mims at eight and Higgins at nine. Dale, you've got Chenault at nine. Uh, I went uh, a little off the board at my number eight, uh, at least in terms of how you guys view it. Uh, KJ Hamler from Penn State. Mm -hmm. uh, I watched this guy too many times against my school, and when he got the ball, bad things happened. It's one of those take your breath away <laughs> type of players, man. It just it, the guy you're scared of. You were one of you guys was referencing the the guy you don't want the team you hate to have. Mm -hmm. I can relate. Hamler's that type. I mean, he's a game changer. You see him, and this is becoming more and more common in the league, is you'll see these little guys. Kansas City does a ton with, with, with Tyreek Hill. Line them in the slot and send them deep. And sometimes that ends up against a smaller nickel corner or a slower nickel corner or a safety, and they're blazing by him like the roadrunner. And you see Hamler do that a lot. He is small. And one thing about him is he does drop a lot of passes. I mean, he's got a small catch radius because he's a small person, but he also doesn't have natural hands, but he's a game changer. You guys, yeah, I, th uh, I think oh, he sorry, could be ahead, a guy that, he's a guy that, that didn't run at the combine. And, and I wonder if that hurts him. Uh, didn't really work out there when you, when you start looking at, cause you know, he's fast, but how fast is he? Uh, that that's part of the question, you know, is he four, three fast? Is he four, four fast? Uh, we don't know. And, and you know, with the, uh, with the drops and, and, a, and an injury history, that's pretty lengthy. I, I kept him out of my top 10. Dale, you've got uh, Michael Pittman from USC at number 10, uh, as does Matt, uh, you know, big, big wide receivers that are productive. I think we've all seen them have success in the league. I went off the board again at number 10. I'm curious what you guys think of Antonio Gandy-Golden from Liberty. Steve Smith was raving about this guy at the combine. He says he's a small-time small guy who plays big time. I know Liberty isn't USC, but uh, I really like the 6'4", 233 in the production. Matt, uh, does he get downgraded because he played at Liberty, or do you just look at the tape? No, I mean, any other year he'd be in my top ten. I mean, he's a very impressive guy. Didn't, you know, dominated at that level, has size, body control, go up and get it. You can hit him with slants and he'll break a tackle. Um, pretty fluid hips. He's not a stiff guy at all. I mean, most years I think he's an easy second round type player. And because there's so many receivers, he didn't make my list. And Dale, what do you think of Pittman? You know, I, I think Pittman kind of reminds me of a, Maybe a little better version of, of Plexico Burris. He's, he's a better catcher of the football. Um, he, he's not a body catcher. Um, and, and, you know, when you're, when you're 6'4", 223, he caught 101 passes last year at USC, which is, uh, you know, you, you had to know that he was getting the football and yet he was still able to do it. I think people, when he went to the, to the combine, 
uh, and, and ran a four five forty. That was good enough for me. I mean, he plays he plays big. He plays reasonably fast. And he's a, I mean, there's no doubt he's a red zone target at 6'4", 223. That's going to do it uh, uh, for this version of Triple Take. I want to thank Matt and Dale for joining me. Guys, I guess the bottom line, if you're an NFL team and you need a wide receiver and you come out of this draft without having at least one, it's on you. And it's Yeah, I would say so, Mike. I mean, you know, we just mentioned about 12 guys and there's probably another as as Ron Rivera said, another 15 that could go in the top three rounds. So uh, it's, it's deep. It's talented. Uh, there's a lot there to like. Matt, any closing thoughts? Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, it's a rare class. It rivals that 2014 class where you can get talent all through the draft, all shapes and sizes. Um, not every position breakdown is going to be this glowing, though, you know, across the, this entire draft class. That'll do it for our first edition of NFL Draft Triple Take Four. Dale Ollie and Matt Williamson. I'm Mike Persuda. Uh, stick with us here for uh, continued draft updates leading to the blessed event uh, in late April. Uh, when you're looking for information, uh, look no further than Steelers.com. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs>